Yo! This is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 122. Uh, I got a regular episode in store today, and then I'll have one more kind of normal episode after that. And I think episode 124 is when I'm going to be doing another theme. So you got that to look forward to. Alright, let's just get right into this one here. This first band is out of Santiago, Chile, and they have a real classic sound because they kind of are a classic band in their own way. That band is Pentagram, and because of the American doom band Pentagram, they have had to kind of change their name to Pentagram Chile. So they have to include Chile at the end of their name. Uh, But they initially existed from 85 to 88, and then they reformed in 91, and that only lasted about a year, and they disbanded again in 92. And then uh, they were dormant until 2009, they reformed, and they are still going now. Uh, During those early days, they released four demos and one EP, kind of during that time frame between like 86 and 91. So no full lengths until uh, 2013, so I'm going to play something off of that. It remains their only album, Uh, so it's the debut, and they haven't done anything since. Um, The album's called The Malefice, and that came out through Cyclone Empire Records, and this is a really cool record. I honestly, I mean, I had heard of this band for a very long time. Uh, I assumed that they were more prolific than this. I thought that they had several albums. Uh, over the span of a long career. I didn't realize that their long career was basically just demos. (laughs) So uh, just the one full length, that was a bit of a surprise to me. But this is cool. It's just real dirty, thrashy, kind of reminds you of like really old Sepultura or some, you know, sarcophago um, kind of vibes going on in there. But um, yeah, it it definitely kind of fits that uh, South American very rough, raw style from the late 80s, early 90s. So here we go, off of the only album, the debut album from 2013, The Malefice. This is Pentagram Chile with The Apparition. <laughs> Yo, yo. 
All right, there we go. That was Pentagram Chile from Santiago with The Apparition. Uh, great drumming on that record as well. I know it's not all original guys, um, but I want to say there's a couple of members in there that are from back in the day. All right, we're going to move on here to San Jose, California, and it's actually not the only band I'm playing from San Jose on this episode, funny enough. But this is a three-piece black metal band that's been going since 2009. Um, I had heard the band name, never really looked into them. I could tell immediately from the band name that they were going to be American. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's offensive. Uh, But sometimes you can just kind of tell American black metal because sometimes they just have some kind of stupid and stereotypical kind of uh, band names and such. This band is called Black Fucking Cancer, and they've put out a couple of records. Uh, the debut came out in 2016. They just released uh, their second album, so there's a pretty good gap there. They just released the second album in March of this year, so that's a six-year span there in between records. Uh, the second album is called Procreate Inverse, and that came out through Sentient Ruin Laboratories. Um, and I really haven't given this more than a couple of listens. It's uh, it's just very aggressive, straightforward, raw black metal. And, um, you know, when you're in the mood for that, they do it pretty well. I'm just not in the mood for it too terribly often. So uh, my listens are pretty few and far between to kind of this kind of stuff these days. But they do a pretty good job of it. Um, I've been seeing just kind of this this album's cover shared uh, more since this album just came out as I said a few months back so uh, since it's still pretty fresh I've been seeing some little bits here and there um, relating to this album so I decided to finally check it out and it's not bad so if you're a fan of that real just kind of straightforward in your face uh, brand of black metal this will be right up your alley so here we go off of their new album Procreate Inverse this is Black Fucking Cancer with Serpentious Flames or Serpentious Serpentious? I'm not sure. I'm going to Google that and see how you're supposed to say it. (laughs) I should have done that before I clicked record, but whatever. Here we go. Black fucking cancer. Serpentious flames.
And then it just cuts right there. All right, there we go. That was Black Fucking Cancer from California with Serpentious Flames. I did Google it. So it's not Serpentious. It's Serpentious Flames. Um, all right, we're going to Germany here. We're going to bust out some thrash for this next one. This is a four-piece that's been going since 2009. I think they were going even earlier than that under a different name, and then they changed it to this. Uh, the band is Traitor, and... I am no longer a part of this group. Um, it was a group of, called like the New Wave of Thrash Metal or something like that. It was a Facebook page that you kind of have to, um, you know, try to get in and you have to get approved, I guess, by the admins to get into the group and all that kind of stuff. But they were just bogging my feed down with just constant posts and they were sharing a lot of the same bands over and over again. So eventually it wasn't that it was a bad group. It was just kind of getting to be a little much and I was seeing a lot of the same stuff so I, I left the group but I did uh, first hear this band because of that group um, I love thrash metal but I admittedly have not kept up with a lot of newer bands that had come out um, I'm well aware of a lot of them now because of that group but this one Trader, I really liked a lot and I like the vocal style and uh, the riffing is great. My one beef with them is the drummer. He kind of does this lazy cheat to where if you're not a musician, um, you're, you probably don't really notice too much of a difference. But, um, but whenever they're doing just kind of that standard fast, you know, thrash beat, um, typically with your right hand, if you're, a if you're a right handed drummer, you do a hit on the hi-hats or on the ride cymbal. Um, with each kick hit and each snare hit so that your right hand is typically going very fast um, but when this drummer does it he's kind of doing like what is basically a very slow blast beat like he's only hitting his hi-hats when he hits his kick drum and when he hits his snare he's not hitting any cymbal whatsoever so I hate it because I, I notice it immediately being a drummer and it's just such a such a cheater's move man it's it's lazy so i wish he would do it properly but um whatever the band must not care that much it gets the job done but uh, anywho these guys i was a big fan of their last album and they just came out with a new one on july 8th so it is very new uh the new album's called exile to the surface that's their fourth one uh, it's their first one in four years and this came out through violent creek records which is the first i've heard of that label honestly um, I'm curious, I should check out who else is on their roster, if there's anybody I recognize. But, um, this album is good. Is it worth the wait? I don't know. I think the, uh, the jury is still out on that with me. I've only listened to it once, start to finish so far, since it's so new. Um, but I, I don't know if it's quite on par with their last couple of records, but it's close. It's pretty good. They, they haven't, uh, you know, had a step back, uh, too drastically here. It's still definitely some good German thrash, so... I'm going to play the title track off of this record, so here we go, off of the fourth album, Exiled to the Surface. This is Traitor with Exiled to the Surface.
That was Trader from Germany with Exile to the Surface, the title track from their new record. Um, yeah, they still are one of the more impressive uh, modern thrash bands to me. There's probably about eight or so that I consider to be really good, and the rest are kind of just not really doing much for me. I like the ones that kind of have a little rougher vocal style and a little more uh, brutal of a, of a feel to the music um, so yeah they're they're kind of right in the middle they kind of have the more aggressive vocal style but they're not really what I would consider to be a brutal thrash band they do stick to more of a classic style of riffing um, but I think they do a really good job at crafting some memorable songs um, alright we're going to Finland here this is a fairly new one-man band uh, that really kind of just got going in 2019 uh, releasing a debut album that year and then uh, just came out with the second album just two years later in June of 2021 the band is called War Moon Lord and it's funny because I just kind of stumbled upon this project um, about maybe three weeks ago with this album and uh, was listening to it and thought it was pretty cool and then uh, Krigsgrav we made a post on our Facebook page of just kind of a you know, a filler post, let's be honest here, just something to kind of stay active on social media. So we threw it out there just saying, hey, what's everybody listening to right now? This is this is what is on our playlist right now. What's everybody else listening to out there? And one of the first comments was somebody um, saying that we should check out this album. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's cool because I have checked out that album and I dig it. So the album's called Battle Spells. That's the second album that came out in June of 2021 through Werewolf Records. And... I love the they're kind of higher shrieky vocals, but the way that they're the whole album is mixed. I like how they're kind of almost a part of the music. You know what I mean? They're not just sitting right on top of everything, way too loud in your face and stuff like that. It's it's a good mix, a good blend uh, of the levels and everything. But uh, the way I would describe it is it's pretty raw, but not unlistenable, of course. But it's uh, raw and epic black metal. That's really the only way I can describe it. Um, you'll see what I mean, but the whole record is actually really good, uh, and it was just hitting the spot for me, um, a couple of weeks ago when I first checked it out, I was really enjoying it, so, uh, so yes, here we go, off of the second album, Battle Spells, this is War Moon Lord with Oracles of War.
There we have it. That is War Moon Lord with Oracles of War. Yeah, that's um it's a shame that didn't come out this year because I might put that on my albums of the year uh, list <laughs> at the end of the year. I really like it and it totally passed me by um, last year. I have not heard the debut yet either. It's still just very fresh to me, but I liked it so much that I just had to play it. So, All right, we're going to the UK out of Newcastle. I feel like I'm about to sneeze. Uh, and it seems I am not at the moment. All right. So yes, out of Newcastle, this band initially existed from 79 to 1988 and then have reformed, for the most part, um, in 2005 and they're still considered active right now. Um, the band is Adam Craft and Adam Craft is one that kind of towed the line between new wave of British heavy metal and like speed metal because they kind of had their, their more aggressive moments um never quite crossing over all the way to full-blown thrash but definitely a little more aggressive than some of the new wave of british heavy metal type stuff but um they certainly fit into kind of either one of those uh those subgenres for sure but they were great um i thought they were great anyways but i'm gonna play something that originally appeared on uh, an album from 1985 but um I first really discovered it from this uh, this anthology they released called Total Metal um, that came out in 2004 through uh, the now defunct Sanctuary Records. Um, and yeah, that thing is just loaded with some of their best material, so I, I've never really sifted through album by album or, you know, um, demos and EPs and things like that. I, I heard this anthology and I considered that to be kind of the uh, the best of their work. So I've just kind of, anytime I listen to them, I pretty much go back to this, <laughs> this anthology, which is a bit lazy, frankly. I might be missing out on some some pretty good uh, deep cuts, you know. But um, but no, this is pretty cool and it is out there on Spotify as well, this anthology, so, uh, so you can hear more if you uh, dig this tune. So, um, but they're one that I consider them to be really good and very under, not underappreciated, but like not not mentioned nearly enough. You know, whenever you talk about bands from that era that uh, were influential, uh, I don't hear them mentioned as much, and it's a shame because I think that they uh, are really excellent. I could see how they would influence some of the more aggressive uh, thrash bands that came after them. So. Anywho, off of the 2004 Total Metal Anthology, this is Adam Craft with Warzone.
That was Adam Craft from Newcastle in the UK with Warzone. You see what I mean, right? They kind of have the melodic vocal going of like your kind of new wave of British heavy metal bands of the era. But uh, riff-wise and, and tempo and everything, it's got a little more, a little more speed to it. Um, Alright, we're going to Belgium here. Band has been around since 95 and they are brutal as hell. And that is Aborted. Now, there are very few, I've mentioned before, that there are very few bands that are just very in-your-face, very fast, very brutal and technical that I am into anymore. Um, when I was younger, it was all about what can I find that's more extreme than this. And you just start getting into bands like Suffocation and Cryptopsy and stuff like that. And those bands kind of remain the only ones that I really listen to that are in that vein you know, these days. And Aborted is one of those as well. Um, you know, you can you could play me a, a newer band that's in a similar style and stuff, and it just won't do it for me. But some of those ones from back in the day, um, I'm still into, and I'll always check it out whenever they release something new. But Aborted um, has had their ups and downs over the course of their discography, but they have really been on a roll ever since they got Ken Bedini uh on drums, because he participates a lot with the songwriting as well for the guitar parts, and he's really kind of helped shape their sound into a much darker territory um, it's still just as brutal but it's a little less like kind of slam type brutal that they kind of had going on in the like late um, 2000s there and I'd say from the album Global Flatline onwards they've really been on a roll they haven't had a weak album to me um, but I'm going to play something off of my favorite one of the bunch from this kind of new era because there was the old stuff, which was good, and Engineering the Dead, and uh, you know, The Saw and the Carnage Done. Like, those albums are fantastic, and it even had Dirk uh, Verburen playing drums um, back then. And some of the stuff that came out after that, like the Archaic Abattoir, uh, I enjoyed that, but then they started getting a little too kind of modern and, and slammy for my tastes and then uh yeah everything he kind of the singer i forget his name uh but he fired pretty much the whole band after that terrible strychnine album and then got a whole new band together pretty much and yeah once ken got in there and they released global flatline they were kind of back on track and they've been going strong ever since but anyways i'm going to play something off of my favorite of this kind of newer era the ken era uh that would be 2016's retro gore and that album actually came out while I was on tour, uh, doing an East Coast tour with Krigsgrove and Giant of the Mountain. And because um, Cody, who, you know, from Giant of the Mountain, who is now also in Krigsgrove, um, he's a big aborted fan as well. So we were both kind of uh, anxious to, to check it out. Like w whenever the tour was done or whenever we had time, we were, we were ready to check it out. Um, but I love this record. Excellent record. And I've watched uh, several of Ken's like drum cam videos and stuff of him playing along to some of the songs off of it, and they're just great. So I'm going to play my favorite one off of this record. Again, Retrogore came out in uh, April of 2016 through Century Media Records. That's their ninth album out of 11. They've done two more since then. And yeah, like I said, they're, they're on a roll. They're getting excellent support from their label as far as uh, their... Um, advertising and everything whenever they have a new album coming out so they're really kind of flying high at the moment which is pretty cool this far into their career to, to be at the level they're at so 
here we go without further ado off of 2016's retro gore this is aborted with bit by bit did you ever see an animal skin <laughs> that's what i'm going to do to you now fell the skin from your body slowly bit by bit
right, there we go. That's aborted from Belgium with bit by bit. Um, yeah, excellent. I saw them live once back in, God, maybe 2006 at the old Ridgely Theater in Fort Worth. It was with Suffocation and Cryptopsy, Aborted, and Despised Icon, I believe, was the lineup. Despised Icon opened, and they didn't really do much for me. Um, and my big memory for <laughs> Aborted was um, they were speaking to their sound guy uh, in French, and back and forth for a while while they were up there sound checking and stuff, and just anytime they were speaking into the mic, the sound guy they're speaking French and uh, Craig my friend Craig who is the live bass player for Craig's Grove um, we were in a band back then so we kind of went as a band to that show and um, he was joking he's not this uh, type of, of guy but he's one to, to kind of do things to to make you laugh you know so he just to make us laugh pretty much said something at a, at a volume that I think he thought they wouldn't hear him on stage, but they most definitely did. So they're speaking French back and forth, and Craig just says, Speak English, you're in America. And which is of course a stupid, you know, ignorant thing to say, but again, he's not being serious, he's just trying to get a laugh out of us. And they shot him a, a death stare, like you wouldn't believe, and then seconds later, after he said that, they were ready to begin, and then the singer uh, says into the microphone, while looking right at Craig, he says in perfect English, we are aborted from Belgium, and this is, you know, and then he introduced whatever the song was or whatever, and then they kicked into it, but we were just dying laughing, and Craig was so uh, embarrassed, he just wanted to put his tail between his legs and leave after that, but yeah, just seconds after he said it, the guy just said something in perfect English to the crowd, and then they started playing, it's like, ah, oh, Jesus, Craig. But uh, I saw them again recently, uh, for the first time since then, um, maybe a year or two ago. It couldn't have been two years ago, but I took, uh, I had two of my cousins from England uh, were in town, and um, I told them I would take them to a death metal show because that's not really what they're into, but I told them it'll be an experience, trust me, you know, just come to it. And uh, so it was aborted and benighted and cryptopsy, and I forget who opened it. But, uh, yeah, they were definitely uh, wide-eyed for most of that, looking at the pit and everything, but it was pretty cool. But it was a great show. But anyways, let's move on here. Enough about Aborted. Let's go to Perth, Australia. This is a pretty new band. They've been going since 2018, called Crypt Crawler. And they released a debut in 2019 that uh, honestly kind of passed me by without uh, noticing. But um, I did check out this second album, uh, I was seeing some advertising for it at the time, and um, I don't even know where. I might have been on a list of like the best new releases on Bandcamp, or metal releases on Bandcamp at least. And I remember vaguely remember checking it out back then, but clearly didn't pay too close of attention. But um, it it came across my Facebook again recently, um, being posted in like a death metal uh, group that I'm in. And it just reminded me, like, well, I've heard that before. I know I've heard that before, but I didn't remember much of it, so I checked it out again and thought it was really cool. Um, and I, I kind of don't know why I didn't listen to it more the first time, but uh, I'm really enjoying it this time around uh, even more. So the album, the new album that came out in, uh, in June of 2021 is called uh, Future Usurper, and they released that independently, which is why really the only place I heard of it was on a list on Bandcamp, pretty much. 
But um, it's really, really good quality death metal with great riffing, and uh, the production's really good. I'm amazed at what bands are releasing independently these days as far as the quality of it. Because it used to be, if you're releasing it independently, it's going to sound like shit. But now, these bands can pretty much record at home, and it sounds really good. Uh, and they just release it independently like this, so... You can judge for yourself. So here we go, off of their second album, Future Usurper. This is Crypt Crawler with Choir of Reprieve. Yes, only the rising old tree. 
That was Crypt Crawler from Australia with Choir of Reprieve. I think that's an excellent record, and uh, I'm really impressed with just the sound of it and everything, but the riffing is really good. And I like that guy's voice as well, which is kind of funny because this next band I'm going to play, I actually really love the music, but the voice is really the one thing that I don't enjoy. Um, the band is Lantern from Finland, and they uh, first formed in 2007. I first heard them... Uh, after their debut came out and they were on uh, Radio Fenris, I believe he played them and I really liked it and I kind of kept track of them uh, when their second album came out and uh, the second album came out in 2017 and I can't remember what it was called but um, but I remember really enjoying it uh, there was less vocals on it than there was on the debut um, and I really didn't remember not liking his voice as much on the second album, but uh, they released a third album in 2020 and it totally passed me by. I just kind of lost track, hadn't paid much attention, and uh, I just checked fairly recently just to kind of see what they've been up to, and I saw there was a third album sitting there in the discography that I was like, whoa, when did that happen? Uh, but yeah, they released this third record called Dimensions in July of 2020 through Dark Descent Records, and uh, as I said, just totally passed me by, so I checked it out. It's very cool musically. Uh, it might be their, it might be their best from a musical standpoint, but yeah, it's just something about his voice. Maybe it's the production of it or something that's just hitting different this time. But uh, something about his voice, I'm just not digging that much. But the music is uh, is very good, of course. So yes, here we go off of the third album, Dimensions. This is Lantern with Shrine of Revelation.
All right. That was Lantern from Finland with Shrine of Revelation off of their third record, Dimensions. So if you're like me and you totally uh, missed this when it <laughs> came out, you have just been familiarized, my friend. All right, we're going to Gothenburg, Sweden. This band existed uh, from 88 to 90, so very short-lived. They did a brief, you know, kind of regrouping in 96, but that fell apart, and then they announced that they were going to be regrouping for some shows in 2007, but as far as I know, that just kind of fizzled out before they even played any shows. They just kind of were only trying to get things going from a rehearsal standpoint, and it just wasn't working out. But that band is Grotesque, and Grotesque featured... Uh, Necrolord, who of course, uh, he, he's played guitar in this band, but he's mostly known for his artwork with, uh, you know, the early, like, Dark Funeral stuff, and um, doing, like, necrophobic covers and things like that. Really uh, excellent artwork, and uh, I think he may have even done uh, Tiamat's uh, Wild Honey record, which is one of my favorite albums of all time, and I love the artwork on that because it's so off the beaten path for a metal band, um, but it's just really well done. But yeah, he's known mostly for that, um, but he did play guitar in Grotesque. And uh, Thomas Lindbergh from At The Gates was the vocalist. Uh, sounded much different back then. It was much more of a real, just nasty, almost black metal-ish uh, kind of scream that he had. Uh, his vocals sound way way tired these days for the last couple of uh, at the gates records he's just not not sounding good and last time i saw at the gates live he wasn't sounding good either but um he's hanging in there but yeah he had a much nastier delivery back in the day uh with grotesque and with the early at the gates stuff so uh they didn't really release much they had three demos and i think one ep uh, that came out during that span from 88 to 90. um I'm going to play something that was originally kind of on their 1988 demo. Uh, they released a compilation in 1996 called In the Embrace of Evil through Black Sun Records. And that kind of has the, um, the best bits from their demo days all kind of rolled into one nice neat package there. So that's usually what I go to if I want to listen to these guys. Uh, so yeah, I'm honestly not sure if this one that I'm about to play is, is re-recorded. Uh, or if this is the actual one from the demo, I'm not entirely sure. It might be the one from the demo that they've just kind of uh, remastered or, you know, made it sound a little better. But it's a cool tune, and frankly, this compilation is really cool, and it's a nice kind of snapshot in time from that Gothenburg scene back in the day. So here we go. Off of the In the Embrace of Evil compilation, this is Grotesque with Ripped from the Cross. <laughs>
right, that's some nice old-school Gothenburg death metal right there from Grotesque with Ripped from the Cross. Um, yeah, that's really good, and you can definitely hear how that kind of translated and influenced, you know, the bands that came after them from that scene, the really early In Flames, Dark Tranquility, that kind of stuff. Um, it's all kind of rooted right there with Grotesque and really early At The Gates material. Um, Alright, we're going back to Finland here. This one is a, a band that most should recognize, I would think, that's been going since 96. That band is Behexen. And they've changed their sound over the years. I'd say from uh, the My Soul For His Glory album onward, the vocals have kind of uh, been toned down to a more low, uh, kind of mid-range to low delivery. Um, he used to do some really high, shrieky stuff back in the day. Um, like By the Blessing of Satan is a fantastic record. And he sings really high, shrieky, and it's really raw and rough, and they've kind of uh, made their sound a little bit better and easier to listen to uh, in more recent records, and they haven't, you know, weakened in any way. They've just kind of altered their sound. They're still just as good of a band uh, now as they were back in the day. I'm going to play something off of what is frankly still my favorite Behexen release, and that is their split uh, with Horna that they did in 2004. I think I found this fairly cheap at a, uh, at a Virgin uh, megastore at a mall here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I had never heard anything off of it, because this was back in the day when you couldn't just check it out on Spotify or something. You only could go off of like 30-second samples off of uh, certain websites and stuff. And so you were kind of flying blind there, but uh, I had heard stuff from Behexen and from Horna both, so uh, naturally I figured the split would be good. And they're two very compatible bands in that scene. And yes, um, both sides of the split are excellent, but the Behexen side of the split I think is some of their strongest material even to this day. Uh, they've got five records up to this point. Their last one was in 2016, so they're kind of due uh, for a new one. So we'll see if that comes out anytime uh, soon. But yes, this split is great. If you haven't heard it, check it out. I'm not really sure where it would be. If it's not on Spotify, maybe check on YouTube or something like that. Uh, but this one is, is, to me, the most memorable of their songs on the split. Um, I feel like I've played something off of the split before, so I'm hoping I didn't play this song already, <laughs> like 50 episodes ago or something. But uh, even if I did, whatever, you just get to hear it again. So here we go, off of their 2004 split with Horna. This is Behexen with Beyond the Shadow of My Lord.
There we have it. That is Behexen from Finland with Beyond the Shadow of My Lord. Some really excellent, memorable, atmospheric riffing going on in that song. That's definitely my favorite from the split. Um, Alright, we're jumping to Sweden here, and I must say I was actually kind of surprised to see that this band was from Sweden. They've been going since 2017. The band is Grand Harvest, and if you ask me, they kind of have more in common with, like, the Dutch death metal sound to me. Um, but it's good. It's kind of doomy, but it's very thick and heavy. Uh, they do speed it up at times when they need to. The vocals are fantastic and very forceful, very powerful. And I'm not sure if they're currently signed, but I do know that they released this album uh, independently this year. Um, they did a demo in 2018, and this is their debut, like, full length. And, you know, I was just talking um, about Cryptcrawler and how good their album sounded with it being released uh, independently and presumably just funded themselves, you know, paying for the mixing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is another one that was released independently that sounds fantastic. So if they're not signed, they certainly uh, deserve to be, I would say. This is a very strong debut. Um, I don't even remember how I came across it. I want to say I just kind of kept seeing the, the logo certain places, maybe certain Facebook pages or, you know, something like that. And I finally decided to, uh, to check it out, and I think it's really cool. So this album, the debut, came out in March of this year. It's called Consumatum Est. And uh, as I said, released independently, but it's a really strong album, and uh, it's out there on Spotify as well. Um, I should double check and see if they're signed to a label now, because if they're not, uh, that means they are all the more uh, reliant on uh, making money from things like Bandcamp and, and merch sales and things like that. So, uh, so if you if you dig this, be sure to check them out on their Bandcamp page and and buy something. Damn it, support the band. So. Here we go, off of their debut album, Consumatum Est. This is Grand Harvest with Fate Hammer.
There we go, that was Grand Harvest from Sweden with Fate Hammer. I did look it up and they are still unsigned, but I saw that they are now under the management of uh, the same guy who manages Mayhem, so surely that will, at the very least, at first, it'll result in some better shows and maybe some festival appearances, and then the more that they kind of get out there, I'm sure they'll attract the attention of some label. But yes, um, I hope you kind of hear what I mean there as far as they don't really sound like a Swedish death metal band. To me, they sound more along the lines of, a, of one of the Dutch bands like uh, Soulburn or, or Graceless or something like that. I do enjoy Graceless quite a bit. Uh, Alright, we're going to Norway here. This band has been going since 2015, and that band is Gals Veerd. And that is the side project of Gaul, although it's his main project these days. Uh, of course, once they lost the Gorgoroth name legal battle with uh, Infernus, uh, Gaul and King went on to form the band Godseed, which I really enjoyed. Like, not only the album they released, uh, which was called I Begin, I thought was an excellent album, um, they did a lot of like festival shows and things like that. And I thought their live performances were really, really good. I thought Gaul was sounding excellent because he was using a lot more kind of variety in his voice uh, with that material. And then kind of out of nowhere, he just decided he was kind of done with Godseed. And they just kind of fizzled after that. Like once Gaul kind of said he was out of it, they just said, well, I guess that's it then. So um, I thought after that dissolved that he would kind of stay away from music for a bit. He also does a lot of art and painting, and he's dabbled in acting and things like that. So I figured he might kind of just stay that course for a while. But then he went and started this band uh, about a year after that. So it was a bit of a surprise. And uh, they released the debut album in uh, 2019, and it was really good. It was really different and unique. Um, I can't think of another band that sounds quite like it and really atmospheric it's not black metal like at all really it's still metal um, but there's a lot more just kind of haunting clean vocals and uh, it's a little more kind of operatic uh, but not in a really bombastic way it's just in a very kind of ghostly haunting way like i said but uh, they released an ep in november of last year called the humming mountain and i believe i played a song off of it on an earlier episode but I just kind of was listening to it again uh, for the first time in a while and just really, really thoroughly enjoying it. And uh, it just kind of put me in the mood to play a different song off of it uh, on this episode. So, as I said, the Humming Mountain EP came out in November of last year through Season of Mist. And I believe they're still signed to Season of Mist. And it's just really strong, really atmospheric. And I just love the whole mood of it. The production spot on as well for this type of music. Um, so yeah, this is just kind of a journey, a journey of a listen, man. So here we go, off of the Humming Mountain EP, this is Gauls Veerd with Awakening Remains Before Leaving.
There we go. That was Gaul's Vird with Awakening Remains before leaving. Just really dark and beautiful and powerful and unique. Um, I, I'm a very, very big fan of that project. And yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, whatever comes next from them. I hope they don't change the formula too much. Uh, Alright, we're going back to Finland here. This is a three-piece that has been going since 2018 that just released their debut independently. This is yet another one. Um, it's an EP that just came out this past February. The band is called Moonlight Sorcery. And the EP is called Piercing Through the Frozen Eternity. And what got me is cover art. Excellent cover art. And it just drew me in to check this out. And I want to say I spotted them just kind of in a similar artist's list. There was somebody I was checking out on Metal Archives. And I was checking out similar artists. And that was one that I had not heard of that I clicked on just to kind of see what they were about. And uh, it kind of made me want to check out um, the music. So I found it on... Uh, was it on Spotify? It might have been on Spotify. Um... But it was really good. It just kind of gave me this this classic like 90s black metal vibe. And it kind of reminds me of the more keyboard heavy, but not quite silly, but close. Like it kind of has real 90s keyboard sounds, you know what I mean? Um, but the music is still very good black metal, but it just kind of reminds me of like, uh, you know, Old Emperor or uh, Tartarus. You know, that's another one that is kind of on the underground there but there was a lot of keyboards in that but that were done really well but yeah it just kind of gave me those type of vibes some kind of somewhat you know limbonic art vibes and uh, but without kind of overdoing it um, but yeah for being as new as they are and everything this uh, definitely gives me some 90s vibes and I really dig it the cover art is very kind of typical for the genre as are the song titles and lyrics and things like that um, so they're not really breaking new ground, but uh, for the sake of, of just like nostalgia and making you feel good, I really like this band. So here we go off of their Piercing Through the Frozen Eternity EP. This is Moonlight Sorcery with For Thy Light is Ice.
right, just listen to that reverb right there. All right, that was Moonlight Sorcery from Finland with For Thy Light Is Ice. Um, that's a really cool EP, and if you're a fan of that type of black metal, uh, the rest of the EP is just as good, I promise you. Um, all right, we've reached that time for me to announce the final song of the episode. I want to thank everybody uh, for listening, as always. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell someone where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And the entire catalog of episodes is also on Spotify, so you can find the podcast there and follow it. And uh, any sort of feedback or requests or critiques or anything like that, uh, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of like news or updates regarding future episodes or poll questions for you guys, the listeners, or just basically anything I need to get out there to the listeners, it's all going to be posted there. Um, so, yeah, please find and like that page so you can see all the updates. Um... Yeah, as I said, next episode's going to be another normal one, and then uh, I'll do another theme uh, for episode 124. I'm going to be doing a part two of the In Memoriam uh, theme that I just did a couple episodes ago, because there was just too many. There was so many that I just left off that uh, I feel like they need to be touched upon. So, yeah, I've got another good lengthy list going of bands that have lost uh, a key member at some point and uh and you know for the most part i think most all of them have carried on even after losing that member but um but yeah there was just too many to uh to not do a part two so uh be ready for that for episode 124. anyways let's announce this song we're going back to the uk and back to newcastle no less so this is a one-man band that's been going since 2019 and it's called ard and that's a-r-d um, it's really hard to believe this is a one-man band because it sounds so huge. It's it's very atmospheric, slow doom, but it's not dark. Like, it's very almost uplifting. Like, it's not happy-sounding, but it's just got this big, epic, full vibe to it that just still somehow seems kind of positive even though it is very slow and doomy uh, and you'll see what I mean but the whole album is like this there's a lot of real ambient moments the songs are long but they uh, they need to be in order to kind of uh, finish making their point so to speak um, I couldn't imagine them doing a song like the one I'm about to play and having it only be four minutes long or something it just wouldn't be right but this guy plays all the instruments. He did have a guest drummer on the album. Um, they only have this one album. It's their debut. It just came out in February called Take Up My Bones. That was released through Prophecy Productions, which is frankly a perfect label for this kind of band. Um, but it's really good. It's not really something you just would sit and listen to intently because, again, the songs are so slow and so long. But um, it is definite like mood music to just put on while you're doing something else and uh, you'll find yourself really enjoying it hopefully like I did so yes you know I like to finish with a bit of a lengthy closer on my episodes so here we go until next time take care everybody I'll be back in two weeks with the next episode so here we go off of the debut album take up my bones this is Ard with only three shall know 
Cheers.
You thought it was over, but no. That was exhumed with utter mutilation of your corpse. Just having a little fun. Later! <laughs>